All right. So we're coming off of the Fourth uh, of July holiday, my birthday. So hell of a fucking weekend. Uh, so this is coming out a bit late, but it is what it is. First, we got the Archers and the Woods. So this was a great game. Uh, it was mainly, you know, Rob Pinnell continues to be great. Jules Henningberg continues to be one of the better uh, players on the Redwoods. Uh, Garrett Apple continues to dominate. The Archers' ball movement is still one of the best. Marcus Holman has a huge breakout game. Um, and Schreiber pretty much clinches their game uh, at the very end. So Garzi had a great play, too, where he gets absolutely blown the fuck up on a pick and then gets the ball back and scores. It's just never quit on uh, plays. Here, I mean, the goalie. So we saw Gittleman go up against Kelly. Kelly was at 57%. Gittleman was at 50%. Face-offs, it went to TD. TD didn't really do too much besides just win the face-offs, though, which is kind of frustrating. Defensively, nothing crazy for the um, for the archers. And then, obviously, offensively, you had Marcus Holman. DeSimone Manny with six, three, and three points. On the Redwoods side, it really was Pinnell and Henningberg. He had Jules with two goals, which was nice. Bertrand with two goals. He continues to produce, which is always good to see. Garrett Eppel, Eddie Glazner, just fucking savages. And then, yeah, like I said, TD and Jack Kelly, the better percentages of their counterparts. Um, looking at some of these previous games, uh, Holman with five points, Schreiber with four points. Um couple guys with three points, I guess on one side you kind of knew that it was going to be a spread out amount of uh, offense. And then on the other side, yeah, it's really just two people. And Perk and Cab haven't done anything this year. So tough to see. Um, definitely expect Jack Kelly to be the guy coming out every week from here on out unless something else changes. With this, I went with the under, the under hit, solid play. Next, we got the Atlas and the Chrome. For this, I mean, it was so... I don't think I even put a bet down on this game. Um, I'm like Honestly, I, if anything, I think I might have leaned the under. But I don't think I put down any hypothetical uh, official bets. This game was just fucking nuts. I mean, it starts off with the two young guys, T, finding Casabiel on a cut and him putting it in the back of the net. Next, you got Malloy coming back with some just absolute big boy goal. Cade Van Rathpors with a sick dump pass to Danny Logan for two. That was fucking sick. And then Danny Logan absolutely burns Connor Farrell. Um, just like the matchup happens, and then Farrell's kind of just locking him up, and Danny Logan just way quicker, way faster, just beats him, gets a cut, finds him, puts it back. T, I mean, just continues to have a fucking hell of a – let's take a look at his stats real quick. Um Three, I mean, this doesn't even do it justice, to be honest. Um, just fantastic off-ball awareness. I forget who fed him this pass, but he was just sitting in the middle, like right in the uh, right in front of the crease, and was just kind of waiting, waiting, kept his feet moving. I think that was the biggest thing. He didn't just stand there and kind of like hope for something. It was move, stick, move, stick, kind of reading the play, trying to see where to go. And, I mean, a split, a split second happens where no one has him, and it's at the back of the net. Um, and then we had um, K. Van Rapphorst, a two in transition. I mean, just absolutely unbelievable. That guy had a fucking hell of a day. And then 
the thing that that makes everything so different. Like, look, Trevor Baptiste with an assist. Trevor Baptiste, sixty-four percent. Trevor Baptiste with twelve ground balls. I mean, he had a sick play where it was him to Logan to Law in the back of the net. I was like, Jesus Christ! Those are that's our face-off guy, your short stick D mid, and then to your attackman for a goal. Like that's that's elite. That's elite. The, the Redwoods can't even move the ball like that. And you're going to have your fucking face-off guy with his fucked up stick, your short stick D-mid, and the fucking, and then your best uh, off-ball, like, I don't even know if he's the best anymore, man, just could keep, keep, I don't know, all these, all these guys are just awesome, man. It's, it's, it's really a, uh, a blessing to watch them. And then we see uh, Chris Gray with back-to-back huge fucking goals. One was a great uh, crease dive. The other one, he takes a fucking big hit coming across the crease, but gets two goals. And then we see Casabile uh, from distance with an absolute fucking missile. It's nice to see him. I don't remember what he ended with. Um, if I could fucking find him. Yep, Brian Casabile, two goals, four shots. A bit better, two ground balls, but two, two, two turnovers. So not the greatest, but definitely a better day out of uh, Casabile. And then you got uh, Wisniewski just absolutely fucking carrying on the other side. Six points, four fucking goals, two assists uh, off eight shots, 50% shooting off eight shots. That'll fucking help you out, man. It's like it's these numbers that kind of bite you sometimes. Seven uh, seven shots, but still two goals, two assists, four points for uh, Dylan Molloy. Not too fucking bad. Uh, Morrill had a goal for the first time, had two shots, so it was nice to see that. I think that if they can kind of get him going, that'll really help out um, as the season goes on, especially, God forbid, knock on wood for any injuries, that he could be able to plug in place. Malloy had a crazy assist, um, one of the two. Wisniewskis gets his uh, goal after getting hit in the fucking testes, and then you had Teat with the clutch game-winning goal, so... A hell of a fucking... Oh, I wrote it right here. So, yeah. I had the Archers Redwoods under, which hit. I had the Atlas Chrome over, which hit. Um, before we move on to the next ones. Um, I mean, tough to, like, decipher all this stuff. Like, obviously, Wisniewskis, not going to be on it. Um, Malloy, not really going to be on this. Um, I mean, yeah, you got Malloy in the week eight. Um Casabile, it's not the same though. T, Logan, Logan. All right, I guess you you could have taken this and said, hey, that's definitely the uh, the place to go. Just uh, putting him in your uh, lineup. But these two teams are tough. Like just fantasy wise, I think I think betting wise it's pretty straightforward. But fantasy wise, I think it's a bit tough to think like, oh, this is exactly. I know exactly where to go from here. It's like it just it's new. A lot of new kids. Um, but that's why we're here, to get on top of it. Next, we have the Chaos and the Cannon. So, for this, I went Cannons plus 1.5. I was fucking close, man. But I should have just... If you're going to... At this point, if you're going to bet ball line, don't. Just bet... Unless it's you, unless you're getting, like, 2.5. If you get 2.5 or minus 2... Or minus... Uh, yeah, I guess plus or minus 2.5. Then that's good to go. But you're not getting that anywhere. No one's giving that up. No one's giving that up. Let's take a quick look at this uh, at this chaos game, chaos cannons. Oh yeah, so just starting off, and you know you got the Dane Smith Josh Byrne connection to the back of the net. 
Kansas defense didn't really look great. Uh, that's when Josh Byrne kind of just also ran straight across the fucking net. And uh, no one even decides to do anything, to slide, nothing. Um, Nolting with a big boy goal with the defender just all over Mesh Nolting. That's on the cannon side. He had, uh, that was his only goal of the day, though. Oh, man, one goal off 11 shots. Not ideal. Uh, Chase Frazier with a great shot as well. He ended up with not a half bad day, if I remember. Oh, no, that was the same thing. His only goal off eight shots. Fuck. Got to do better than that. Chris Cloutier in his first game back had a fucking big boy goal, to say the least. Three, uh, three ground balls as well. And then you had uh, Kyle Jackson with a hat trick today. He had a fucking disgusting goal um, when he wasn't even facing Morocco. So his his he gets the ball. He's falling basically to the ground. And he's looking upfield, away from the goaltender, and whips it behind the back and hits. I was, it was it was disgusting. It was disgusting. Lyle then comes back and was like, "Oh, whatever you can do, I can do better." Because he has a standing. He's standing behind the crease, not moving at all. And instead of taking like a step to the side and then diving, I mean, just dives directly from that space, and is able to tuck and dunk. It was unbelievable. CJ Costabile with another goal. Um, let's see where he's at. Costabile, yeah, five ground balls, no close turnovers though, but one point. That'll fucking do it for you. He's also a guy who's like him and Apple to me are like, oh, you got you. Basically, if you're gonna spend a one, those are the guys you have to spend the one on. Dane Smith with a cause turnover too, three points, not too fucking shabby, Daner. And then um. Next, we have Dane to Josh Burns, the back of the net. Get used to that one. And then we have Dane. Uh, Dane cuts, no one covers, and it's a fucking easy Geno. Smith hits him with the behind the back with the defender all over him. Not too fucking shabby. Um, and, yeah, that was, I mean, Ryan Drenner with a bit of a quiet four-goal game. I didn't, Nothing that he really did, like, stood out to me. Um, although a solid day, four goals, four ground balls, and one cause turnover. Can't complain. Lyle with the hat trick. Um, Adam, I'm going to fucking butcher his last name, but this was his first real game. Had two goals in it. Not too shabby. Um, defensively, uh, Holden Garland had a hell of a game. Faceoff wise, Stephen Kelly did what we thought. Um. Nick Morocco. Oh, and then, uh, fuck, I don't even think I said this, but, um, we got face-offs. Yeah, Jerry Raganese. Um, great follow on, uh, Instagram. But he had a sick goal where he grabbed the, uh, grabbed the ground ball, just ran down, sprinted, and, uh, just jumped and dunked, and then got up and did this little old man crane, uh, cane celebration. It was awesome. Um, and it was just Rowlett and Casavio basically just fucking at the face-off line, which was crazy. I think they both had a goal. Rowlett, I think, won his own face-off, went down, scored a goal. Same thing with Jerry Reganese. Blaze Reardon showing up, like, not being a bitch. Um, well, I shouldn't say it like that, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah, for this, I went with the Cannons money line. I, mean, I went with uh, Cannons plus 1.5, just a little bit off. I'll take it. Just note to self that I can't be doing that anymore. I'm going to take a team um, to lose. Just take the other team to win. 
that's just where we're at. And then we got the last game of the day. We got the Whips and the Water Dogs. So this, I mean, on my pre-scout, the Whips on paper better at everything. Um, what I didn't account for was the fact that Michael Sowers was just going to absolutely destroy Matt Dunn. Uh, all due respect to Matt Dunn. Guy's a hell of a world-class uh, defenseman. So is Michael Sowers in his respective position, though. Dylan Ward, I found out that his sweatpants are actually better than him himself. He loves to walk, uh, rock those. And, you know, I think that the sweatpants might have had a couple of fucking saves in there themselves, let alone uh, Dylan Ward. But it really seems like Ward off um, on his offside, so, like, not where his stick goes, but that offside, uh, off bouncers and, like, really running, runs towards the middle, just seem to get him, like, every time. That's kind of where you see this five spot come up for the whip snakes in the third, they kind of started to figure out that, that out a little bit. That's why you'll see like midfielder, midfielder, attackman, attackman, midfield, and a whole bunch. So their best goal producers were the, their midfield. So that's kind of where that came out from was like the up high cutting across type of goals. Uh, on the other side though, pristine shooting percentages out of uh, Sowers, Conrad, Courier. Courier with two fucking great uh, goals. One in the very beginning gets the game started, and one towards the end to really, like, solidify that they're like, hey, we're not fucking, we're not rolling over, which was huge. Ethan Walker as well with a not half bad, um... oh, yeah, he had one, same thing. It was cutting across the middle of the field, and he just did a great job. Like, I mean, I slowed it down. I watched it, like, four times of him just being able to slow down, turn his hips first and then you see his body come across and then you see his stick like in tight towards him and then he it really looks like a like a baseball hit where he's able to just turn and whip and it all starts with it it was fantastic it was and you could see his foot turns i mean it's it's very tough because it happens so uh so quickly how his foot plants hips turn torso turns shoulder turns Ball comes with it. So, just a beautiful... If you're looking for that, that Ethan Walker goal. Uh, Water Dogs, Whip Snakes in a week... Oh, fuck, man. What are we in? Week five now? What's everyone's records look like? Yeah, in week, uh, in week five. Hell of a fucking goal. Um, and then for this... Oh, wait. Hold on. We're not done. Uh, yeah, Brad Smith with a beautiful goal. Starts the second half with a two-pointer. Uh, also ended the first half with a goal as well. So Brad Smith really fucking chugging along there for the for the whips. And then Zed had a crazy one-handed pass with two defenders all over him. Passed it to the rookie. Rookie puts it in the back of the net. <clears throat> so this I had the whips minus 1.5. That was not the case. I also had the whips and dogs under, which was the case. So not too bad. Went four for two and uh, or went three for five with my only two losses coming on the ball uh, ball line. So note to self not to do that. Next week, we've got... Um, oh, wait, and then we'll talk about fantasy because I forgot about, you know, fantasy stuff. My fantasy team shit the bed. Absolutely shit the bed. Will Manny, 12 points. Dane Smith, 16 points. Liam Burns, 10 points. So that's, I mean, that's not all too bad there. But face off, I'm never again going with anyone other than Trevor Baptiste. It's just, it's just, it is what it is. Like, I'm not, it's just, it is what it is. Like, that guy is going to put up more points than anyone else. No doubt. 
Jack on Cannon. Went with him. Not the greatest day by him. 48%, 11 saves. I'll take it. was hoping there'd be like one cause turnover there. Give me like five more points. I was hoping C.D. Erland had like a point or like maybe 10 ground balls. But he's just not the guy who, who uh, will ever do that. All his points are just going to come from face-off wins and ground balls. Liam Burns, I can't complain at that. My two from uh, defense. Give me 10, 10 points. Dane Smith, I expected a little bit more out of. Will Man, I expected just a little bit more out of. But I'll take him. I'll take the uh, the bumps and hits as they come. So we'll come back better next week. And then next week we have Bang here. I don't think the rosters have been announced yet. But we do have our captains. We have Trevor Baptiste for the Atlas. And we have Connor Farrell for the Chrome. They'll be going up against it at 4 p.m. in Gillette Stadium, Boston, Massachusetts. Um... And there's a seven seven o'clock event as well. Not really too sure what that is, but we'll uh, we'll see it as it comes. I don't really think there's there's too much other news other than that. Um, I I would say expect a goal to happen this weekend, or I'm sorry, not a goal, a um a trade. I would expect that to start rolling over now. I don't think that they're has really been an announcement for when this um, when this trade deadline is going to come up, but I would say expect that soon. Um, yeah, that's about all I got for you. Let's take a quick look, actually, in the two weeks from now. So we'll see what these trades do. All right off the bat, Atlas, Atlas money line. Uh, that's against the Redwoods if you're not watching, if you're just listening in. With Snakes Chaos, this is gonna be a tough game. This is this is much tighter than people are gonna give it credit for. I'm kind of leaning towards the Chaos just because I think that they they're finally getting the ball rolling, and I think that this All Star break is gonna give them the rest that they really need. Cannons Archers, <clears throat> that'll be tough. That'll be tougher than it looks. Um, I'm a big Archers guy, but we'll see what happens. Just because that face off for the Archers, I would say expect to see them trade for somebody, if I had to guess. And then Water Dogs Chrome, again, like, a tough matchup. Dogs are really looking to get back in it. Let's take a quick look at the standings as well, too. I believe it's the top four teams make the, uh, for sure, make the playoffs. Let's take a quick look, though, because I could be wrong. Yeah, so top four teams qualify for the championship series. So I guess that just means it's one versus four, two v three, and then the other four miss. Which is crazy to see that the Redwoods right now are minus thirteen, and still just rocking and rolling, man. Like they're they're not out of it. But a lot of not great down at the bottom, and a lot of really great up at the top, and that middle, those middle two teams. I mean, I think I think this is going to be your final ones, but we'll see. We'll see about the trades that happen. We'll see who gets hurt. We'll see who stays healthy. We'll see if the chaos can click. We'll see if the Archies get a um, face-off guy. We'll see if the Water Dogs with Dylan Ward start doing a lot better. We'll see the Redwoods and Cannons are basically out of it. So, yeah, that's about all I'm thinking about. Uh, Atlas and Chrome, I think, are solidified more or less. Same thing with the Whips. Fuck, it's so tough, man. Jesus Christ. But 
that's all I got for you. So, God bless.